So there are common symptoms of both depression and burnout. And these common, common symptoms, you know, since the response of MDD and burnout, you can easily see the resolve, you know, one to two weeks with burnout. And if it doesn't stop, then, you know, within those two weeks, you know, then you're going to be looking more at the depressive state. But what you need to look at are these common symptoms, which just being general fatigue, you're looking at a lack of motivation, a lack of energy. And of course, a lack of that energy is going to be because you have a decreased appetite. And so some, you know, questions that you may be asking is food, you know, have you been, um, you know, eating and maintaining your caloric intake and, and doing that well um, to keep your energy levels up? You know, there are many coaches that encourage, you know, full blood labs um, with their athletes that are feeling this type of energy, burnout, depressive state, because those blood draws will be able to tell a lot in our cortisol levels, um, as well as iron levels, um, just to see that lack of energy. And, you know, do we need to take just a, a basic iron supplement and help increase our levels in red blood cell count? You know, or is it, you know, significantly more needs than that? Because there is a, a heavy mood response when it comes to burnout and depression, staleness. Uh, there is going to be a lot of irritability. And depending on the age group that you're working with, you know, irritability, um, you know, in our youth, you know, that might be a consistent, you know, uh, emotion or mood that you see on a consistent basis. Um, but again, what you see differently between is one, you know, student or student athletes, athletes, you see them um, feeling very discouraged. You know, you see a lot of physical uh, representations of feeling discouraged by having their head down a lot, you know, not walking around or, or communicating with many people um, and, and just communication with coach as well. You'll hear also because of this energy and fatigue, you also be hearing from them and asking you know, how often and how good, you know, quality of your sleep is. So the difficulty sleeping too much on their mind. Um, that type of response you'll see as well. You see a lot of this too in your upperclassmen classmen, um, at the college level, um, even high school level, where they start to have an issue maintaining their responsibilities. You know, you'll see this burnout depression where, you know, too many tasks are too much on the plate. You know, I always have concerns of that uh, with our college athletes, you know, in their senior year where, you know, they're taking 18 to 21 units you know, trying to finish out strong um, and just so challenging to maintain that. And something's going to falter, either their performance on the field, uh, their classroom, you know, their classroom work, uh, their endeavors there. Um, if they're in a relationship, you know, usually the relationship, you know, is extremely challenged at that time, you know, or in work. And so seeing those other, you know, areas, you know, and responsibilities usually dwindle. And then the other time, you know, you see a lot of the athletes coping skills be diminished and also their avoidance or even denial to seek treatment. Again, going back to that Superman complex, once you recognize that there's an issue at hand, you know, you make those suggestions to seek treatment in some way. Um, one of those ideas, though, is they're not going to seek that out until, you know, of course, being aware that there is a problem. So just as much as those are, are similar things, we also want to make sure we see the differences between depression and burnout. And so, you know, one big piece when it comes to depression and, and burnout is role dysfunction. You know, role dysfunction is a key 
difference between the two. We're looking at role dysfunction as the inability to fulfill the designated role in their work or in their school, in their sport. And this goes back to that maintaining responsibilities. And we're looking at burnout involving the role dysfunction as in their athletic performances. You can see depression involving more role dysfunction in a social and cognitive and work settings. So if you're observing your student athlete that they're not performing well on the field or on the court, you know, on, on the pitch, on the track, whatever it may be in the pool, you're going to be seeing it just drop there. But you ask those questions, you know, outside of the sport and say, Hey, how are you doing in school? You know, what's going on at work? How are your relationships? How's family? And if the athlete responds well, I'm just saying, yeah, everything else is good. I still have A's. I'm still doing this. Then you can lean more to that dysfunction and the issue at hand being burnout in the sport and not outside of it, not depression. So for athletes, though, role dysfunction may occur in all domains. So, you know, I can't emphasize enough the importance of those, you know, outside of the sport and the environment meetings to get a better idea of what's actually going on, identifying that role dysfunction. Now, the duration is also a big difference, too. You know, burnout can last anywhere between one week and up, you know, for as long as the athlete is in the sport and they don't change their behaviors, then nothing's going to change as far as their mood, their emotions, their irritability, you know, difficulty sleeping. None of those things that they're feeling will change until of course change happens. And so if we properly respond to the overtraining, to the staleness, to the feelings of burnout, and we counteract it with heavy doses of rest and response that, then the feelings and the burnout should be resolved. Now, if it's MBD, minimum is two weeks, but that's not going to be resolved with just rest. You know, there's going to have to be other resources implemented to respond properly to MBD than burnout. So the variables involved and, and the response of that, you know, carry depending on the individual. Um, but there are five models of burnout that I want to just address and uh, leave up to this class to, you know, dive into specifically in your homework assignments for this week. So the five models are one model is going to be the cognitive effective stress model. And this model is the most utilized when it comes to burnout. So be very familiar with that one and, um, you know, recognize that one. Another is the negative training stress response model. The third is a unidimensional identity development and external control model. The fourth is a con commitment and entrapment theory model. And then lastly is self-determination theory. You know, those five are different models to uh, just see from different athletes and just, you know, overall need. So we have two different assessments out there. Um, one questionnaire and one inventory that are very reliable instruments for measuring burnout um, that both have been adapted and modified for the use of sport and exercise. And the first being the Mashalak burnout inventory has three subscales. It's the emotional exhaustion, depersonalization, and personal accomplishments. The other is the athlete burnout questionnaire. And this is a sport specific measure Based, based upon the match like burnout inventory subscales. And so, 
you know, these very much coincide with each other. You know, they are, of course, separate tests, but they are, are layered together. And so, you know, this questionnaire um, is the subscales being emotional and physical exhaustion, reduced sense of accomplishments, and sport devaluation. So these two assessments are ones that we're going to implement, you know, for this week. And I'll be providing you guys scores of those. Now, another um, and third assessment um, that I'm going to implement um, and send to you as well as a class is going to be the quality of life um, survey. And this is one that um, I do every every year um, with this class and, you know, compare the results to previous years of just quality of life. And it's a very interesting relationship is talking about, as I mentioned before, the physical exercise and the perspective of our physical exercise so much as mood and reflection um, is responding to that. Now, when it comes to, you know, my, my recommendations and thoughts when it comes to burnout and overtraining, you know, there are a few recommendations that I do want to share with you. Um, and, and pretty simple in that. I can't emphasize enough the importance of awareness and insight into this issue at the professional level. Oh. And I and I think that starts with increasing and, and um, pushing a, a pushing the the point across to this group specifically on how special each of you are and how the comprehensive and ethical care that all of our students are and our student athletes, you know, that we need to do and need to have to be successful. You know, programs that provide and adapt interventions to consider, you know, athlete culture are essential to meet the current needs of our athletes in regards to both the health and performance of you know, the programming. And so that's something to be aware of is, you know, moving forward is, are you being given interventions and support and care to not only meet the demands on the field and on the court, but across all, all things involved in as a student athlete, you know, making sure you're doing that. And those are so layered and um, so much as far as quantity. When it comes to athlete health and athlete care, and, and as I mentioned in, in the other podcast on, you know, coaching burnout, you know, we need to be pressing upon this as an important subject matter to support and care for our athletes and promote athlete health. Because at the end of the day, you know, if we remove the sport out of the picture, self-care and self-health and your well-being are just as important if you're an athlete or not. And for those that aren't athletes, your self-care and your well-being, you need to be advocating for your self-care and, and health. And recognizing for student athletes, for athletes, you are not Superman. You are not, um, you know, and, and even Superman has his kryptonite, right? And we need to be thinking about stress and overtraining and, um, all of those things are our kryptonite over time, and we can only handle so much of it without proper stress, you know, reduction and, and recovery and rest. And so, you know, recognizing those things, you know, is vital, you know, for your future success in your relationships, in your jobs, 
you know, on the field, in the classroom, in all those ways. And so I can't emphasize again enough, um, promoting your athlete health and your personal well-being is significantly more important to any competition and any performance. And so, you know, I hope you guys enjoy um, looking in deeper into burnout and overtraining and fatigue. Hope you enjoyed the handouts that I've provided within it as we look at burnout and overtraining. Um, this goes alongside our other coping resources uh, and, you know, stress management um, with as we dive into our next subject of imagery and concentration and resilience and knowing, you know, oneself. So I hope you guys enjoy this and uh, look forward to you know seeing all of you on the discussion boards and time in class. Thanks so much for listening.